Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the PP Are You Kidding Me podcast. I'm your host, Sam Buckley. Guys, today I'm going to be talking about tonight's game, the marquee NFC matchup of the Green Bay Packers facing the Seattle Seahawks. Hoo-wee, guys, this game is going to be exciting. It's going to be loud. It's going to be popping. Ooh, I can't wait to get into it. So you know what? Instead of talking about getting into it, let's just dive right in. Let's get ready to rumble! The Green Bay Packers, they're heading to Seattle, guys. Aaron Rodgers is leading the pack in the CenturyLink field tonight for a primetime faceoff at 8.20 Eastern Standard Time. Now, the Green Bay Packers are 4-4-1. Four, four and one. That's right. They've got four wins, four losses, and a tie. The Seattle Seahawks have four wins and five losses. So both these teams really need to, need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. They really need to do it, and they're going to fight for it. Spartans, prepare for glory! I mean, this is a Seattle home game. The Packers have beat the Seahawks the last three times they've played them. Green Bay is seventh place in the NFC standings, and Seattle is ninth. So they're right there. They're right behind Green Bay. Seattle is ninth place in the NFC standings after losing two straight games. Now the Seahawks are a two and a half point favorite at home, and the total over/under dropped from 49 and a half points yesterday to 48 and a half. It's the future of gaming. So this is going to be a really exciting game, y'all. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Where to start? Where to start? Where to start? Let's start with Aaron Rodgers on the Green Bay side of the ball. As the visitors, we will talk about our hosts first. So Rodgers has 17 touchdowns and one interception this season. He and this team are sick and tired of being called out for losing their last four games on the road. So they're going in this game confident because, like I said, the last three times they've played the Seattle Seahawks, well, last season they beat them 17-9. The year before that, they beat them 38-10. And then the year before that, they beat them 27-17. And these guys have some weapons. They've got Devontae Adams, who is going to be playing down the field. He's going to be getting touchdowns. Now, we know Geronimo Allison is injured, and we know that Randall Cobb is not making it to this game. What does that mean? That means that Marquez Valdez-Scantling is definitely a big target, somebody who's going to blow up in this game. He's a rookie wide receiver who has just earned the trust of Aaron Rodgers this season, and he's... Had some monster games, y'all, and he is going to continue to have a monster game. He is a, I think he's a definitely, I think he's a high end wide receiver two, low end wide receiver two. Definitely for me, a, a wide receiver two. People are considering him a high end wide receiver three that carries wide two, wide receiver two potential. I'm calling it as a wide receiver two in this game because this is going to be, you're going to see a lot of crazy plays because of the tightness of both these teams' schedules. Like I said, they both need a win, and they're going to be fighting for it. So Marcus Valdez-Scantling is somebody to keep your eye on for this game. If you have him, fire him up, start him up. Obviously, I don't need to tell you to start Devontae Adams. You're going to do that. Jimmy Graham, he makes me a little scared. Last week, he had a very low fantasy scoring game. He has also got very high upside for a tight end. He's got tight end one potential every week. And you could see that upside this week. They do have a nasty defense, the Seattle Seahawks. That's why they call them the Legion of Boom. So Jimmy Graham may have to do what he did last week and act more of like a blocking tight end. But let's get into the backfield. The backfield is going to be Aaron Jones. Now, is he going to be limited by the Seattle Seahawks? I don't know. He might be. However, this cat is definitely, he now leads the backfield. 
this team used to be a three-headed committee. They sold off Ty Montgomery, and then it was just Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones, after coming off a four-game suspension coming into the season, he has now come to the point where we're in week 11, and he has shown and proven himself to be the lead back in this offense. Last week, he had a killer game, 15 carries for 145 yards and two touchdowns. He has the highest yards per carry on average in the NFL with 70 carries at 6.8 yards. Behold my power. So Aaron Jones is going to show up in this game. I don't think he's going to get shut down too bad by the defense. And you're going to fire him up. You're starting him up. And if you have either one of these players, and if you have any offensive pieces and an Aaron Rodgers offense, you're going to start him. You're going to fire him up. And these wideouts, they're going to make it happen, guys. Show me the money! Rodgers is one of those guys. Now, last week I talked about how I love slot receivers, and you're like, may think it's weird that I'm hyping up Marquez Valdez Scantling, even loving slot receivers because Aaron Rodgers is that type of guy where he doesn't have to depend on a slot receiver. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. To me, he's my goat. It's hard being the quarterback when I get in the huddle and all the guys are calling me deep throat. Please bring down my rap, man. He is the greatest of all time. He's amazing. He is much better than Tom Brady this season, and he has the ability to throw the ball down far. He can throw the ball downfield and make contact accurate and direct to anybody downfield. If he sees them and they're open or he trusts them like he trusts Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he's going to throw them the ball deep. He's going to make contact. It's going to happen. See touchdowns all around this game. I'm gonna. It's going to be exciting. Let's flip it to the other side of the ball. Let's see. We got this Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson. One of He has been in the last three seasons, for fantasy purposes, a top three, if not in the top. Yeah, he's been a top three quarterback the last three seasons fantasy. Now, he came into the season not as great as he's been in past seasons. He's starting to turn it up the last few games. And... Doug, he's got Doug Baldwin back from injury. It scares me a little bit. If I had Doug Baldwin, I'd be looking for other options to start. This cat has been banged up all season. He's had three different kinds of injuries. He had an MCL-related uh, injury. He had a groin injury. Then he had a knee injury. He's expected to go off in the second half, but I've had Doug Baldwin in the last couple seasons of fantasy leagues that I've been in, and he's always never turned up for me. I've benched him so many times when I've had him in my uh, in my roster, when it goes to submitting my lineup, he is on my bench. I don't start him because I could never trust him. To me, he's like a guy who could be boom or bust, and I don't want to play him. He could go off. Again, this is a this is a grudge match. They're both going to be needing to score points, but the thing is, the main wide receiver in this game to me to watch and to everybody else is Tyler Lockett because he has earned the title of his last name, Lockett, because he's locked it up, guys. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. He's had a killer fantasy season. I think he's going to do the same thing in this game tonight. You can definitely count on Tyler Lockett to make it happen. With their tight ends, it's kind of, they got two tight ends that they play, Ed Dixon and Nick Vanette. I would lean a little bit towards Nick Vanette. However, not last week or the week before. The week before that, Ed Dixon had a huge game. Could be anybody's game for the tight ends. However, this Seattle offense is a running offense. They came into this season with a new coaching coordinator that straight up just told everybody, I mean, we're running the ball. He didn't have to tell everybody because he's known for running the ball. That's what he does. He runs the ball. He runs the ball. He runs the ball. These guys could be 4-20. and 20. They won't even punt. They'll run the ball. And just when you think they're going to pass it because they need to, they're going to run the ball. And because of that, 
The Seattle Seahawks run game is the best in the league. You know me? Of course you do. That's because I'm famous. I'm not even just saying that. That's a literal stat. The Seattle Seahawks have the best running game in the NFL, averaging 152 yards per game rushing. Now, whose backfield is it going to be, though? Is it going to be Rashad Penny's? Is it going to be Chris Carson? He just came back off of injury. It's a hip injury, so a little risky. Or is it going to, Mike Davis going to be in there a little bit? I don't know. I, for me, I'm, I'm cashing in on Penny. No pun intended. And I said this last, uh, yesterday on the last podcast I did, that if you, you, know, you got any stocks in Penny, you need to cash them in. Oh, I love these puns. They're so funny. So put your pennies on Penny. Last week he had 12 touches for 108 yards and a touchdown. And I think he's going to do it again, especially knowing that this team runs the ball. They're going to run it. And Chris Carson can't do it all by himself. And now that Penny finally had his breakout game, He's going to do it. Now, the Packers are only... They, well, no, you know what? I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. I read, I read the stat backwards. Yes, fire up Penny. Don't be scared. It's okay. He's going to do it. He's going to make it happen. If, you have Chris, if you're the Chris Carson owner, start him too, obviously. The running backs are going to do sensational in this game, and Russell Wilson is going to rush all over the place. He's going to have an amazing fantasy game because the Packers this season are allowing 120.9 rushing yards per game. And we already know they're that the Seattle backfield is capable of running 152 yards per game. But the points that the Packers allow to uh, running back is 22nd in the league. So they're horrible. They're allowing a lot of players to rush the ball all over them. So this is going to be an exciting game because on one side of the ball, you have a team that does have a very strong running back in Aaron Jones, but they are a heavy, they're a very good passing offense. They're a team that like that can throw the ball deep, that can throw the ball accurately. They're a, more of a throwing offense that has just been recently involving their running back situation. So on one side of the ball, you've got a throwing team. On the other side of the ball, you've got a straight-up run game. You've got a team that just runs the ball. I put my pants on, just like the rest of you, one leg at a time. Except once my pants are on, I make gold so it's really the arm versus the legs in this one. I mean, it's throwing versus running, and we're going to see which one of these strategies is going to win in this face-off tonight. So I am so excited to see this game on the defensive side of the ball. These teams are very evenly ranked. I believe the Green Bay defense is ranked a few spots higher than the Seattle defense, but Seattle is known for being the Legion of Boom. Now you face doom. However, on the Green Bay side of the ball, they're missing a few pieces on their defense coming into this game. They don't have Nick Perry. They don't have Kevin King in their defensive backs. And they don't have uh, Kentrell Bryce, their safety, who has been doing good. So Josh Jones is going to be taking over for Kentrell Bryce. A couple of good uh, defensive linemen. Kenny Clark has got five sacks this year. Dean Lowry had an amazing game. Uh, their linebacker, Blake Martinez, has had a sensational season with 53 tackles and four sacks. He's ranked third on Fantasy Pros. And then on the other side, I mean, Seattle's defense is pretty stout, too. They got Bobby Wagner. They got Shaq Griffin and Trey Flowers uh, in, the, in the defensive backs. They got uh, Tedrick Thompson and Bradley McDougal, who's been killing it as a safety. And then their defensive line, they got Jerron Reed, who has five sacks and 23 tackles. And Frank Clark, who's got eight sacks. I felt that one way up here. On 15 tackles, but three forced fumbles and interception. So both these teams are nasty, and that's why Seattle's called the Legion of Boom. The O-line for Green Bay has got to make sure that they protect Aaron Rodgers. He got hit early in the season and was a little banged up for a game. 
We do not want to see anything happen to the GOAT. Help me! Help me! Green Bay, protect your quarterback. On the other side of the ball, Seattle, you don't... You, yes, please, protect your quarterback. I don't want to see him get hurt, but you don't have to worry about him as much because it's Russell Wilson, and he can just sprint and run out, run away from him. I mean, this guy's a rushing quarterback, so you don't have to worry too much about Russell Wilson because when he can't throw the ball and he doesn't, or he hasn't passed it off by then or let somebody carry it away from him, he's going to carry it, and he's going to rush all over the place. So this is going to be really exciting to see on all aspects of this offense for Seattle they run it, like I said, but even the quarterback runs it. So you're going to see a lot of ru- a lot of rushing, especially to a team that allows a lot of rushing. On the other side of the ball, for Green Bay, you're going to see a team that is going to throw it down deep, and they have a guy in the backfield that's going to do crazy things, I hope. Like I said, that front seven for Seattle, they might try to shut him down, but if that happens, you're going to see some crazy plays going to MVS and Devontae Adams. Probably Jimmy Graham's going to be a red zone threat when they get close to the end zone. So guys... I can't wait to see this game tonight. I hope y'all have fun watching it. Like I said, it's going to be a grudge match. It's going to be see like the NFL or the modern day gladiators. And that's what we're going to see tonight. We're going to be in the Coliseum watching some gladiators face off. Trying to take this win. So join me tomorrow. We're going to go over it and see the aftermath of what happens tonight guys thank you for joining thank you for listening check me out on itunes leave me a comment leave me some ratings five star please would be nice if you enjoyed yourself until then guys have a good night tonight i'll talk to you tomorrow peace